I'm Danny and I'm Awish and welcome to On the Record. This episode we talk about our earth and how you can play your part. This and more on On the Record. So as usual, we're going to run through with a collection of our favourite things for, well, I was going to say this week, but it's probably been a few months since our last episode. No, I put one out. That so is very true, but our first one together. And I, yes, that's, that I want makes us me feel better. <laughs> I want us to be regulars at this, but we can never say weekly because really we can't. But we're still going to pretend we're weekly for now. Okay, anyway. what are your favourites, Danny? <laughs> so I recently just finished watching Euphoria, which I'm sure everyone has seen all about on social media with the amazing costumes and makeup. And it really represents a lot of real world issues that a lot of us are facing. And I think they just handled it in a really good way. Also, I'm in love with so many of the actors and actresses on that show. It's just a really good watch. I still need to watch it. I haven't actually seen it. Yeah, you were saying you haven't watched it yet. Didn't you send me the link to it, though? Yeah, I did. I watched (laughs) half the first episode, but then I started watching Lucifer, and I need to finish that, and I'm so close. And then I'll watch Euphoria. (laughs) Okay, so my second favourite, as usual, is a song. Um, And right now, I'm completely obsessed with Charlie by Mallrat. I'm not really into a lot of their music, so this is kind of the first song that I've actually listened to, and I've been just, yeah, completely and utterly obsessed with it. It's a cute song. Yeah. Hey, and my third favourite at the moment is thrift shopping. So I've been into buying secondhand for a few years now, but just lately I don't have the money to buy anything new and I'm just realising a lot of the impacts it has. So I've become completely obsessed with buying (laughs) old things. I recently just bought my graduation dress and I found it for $4 and it looks absolutely amazing and is probably nicer than something I'd have paid the normal $60 or $70 for. So I'm very happy. what you want. Um, so my three favorites are Love Etc., which is a podcast. Have you listened to the podcast Shameless? No, but I've heard of it. You I should. see it around all the time. It's the best. It's so good. It's by two Australian journalists and they basically talk about all things pop culture and celebrity related, but they go into like all the nuances and like societal 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 <laughs> societal explanations behind them and oh, it's just cool. really interesting. And basically they did a podcast for um, Bumble Australia called Love Etc. And they go through all things like love related, like cheating in relationships. And they explore all the different sides, like long distance relationships, being trans and in love. And I just really enjoyed that series, especially since it's come to a close now. So I recommend everyone go and listening to Love Etc. Yeah, definitely will have to put on my list. Yeah, and Shameless too, because they release episodes twice a week. And it's really good. Wow, they're a lot better than us. Yes, I know. <laughs> Clearly, they don't have anything else on their hands. Um, so my music one for this episode is um, Benny's, I think it's Benny, um, her EP Fire on Mars. It came out, I think, last month. And it's just full of bangers. And I really recommend because she is a little New Zealand powerhouse. And then our third favourite, well, this is the shared yeah, favourite. Because um, I bought a microphone and for a uni assignment, actually. But now we're using it to podcast and we're having a lot yeah. of fun. It's now, a really good she time. she says the word microphone that is the biggest overstatement ever it's one of those tiny little microphones that you put on your lapel so when she pulled it out of her bag I was so so shocked because <laughs> I was expecting this really fancy microphone and okay, but... she's holding it between two fingers right now in front of us <laughs> it's, it's cute and it does the job it really does as you can probably hear right now because you're listening to us <laughs> so this episode we're talking about an issue that's really important to the both of us so we're gonna we're gonna set the scene for this okay. one. Okay, so the earth is dying and you're feeling overwhelmed. Climate change is a daunting issue, even though Mr. Trump doesn't really think so. 
There are things you can do to help yourself feel a little bit more at ease. And whilst they're only small changes, everything has to start somewhere. And in saying this, the onus should always be on the producers and big companies who can actually make a change and switch from using fossil fuels and stuff to actually caring about the environment rather than us as the consumers. But we can still make small changes in the hopes that it will have a butterfly effect. And I feel like this is a very timely issue to be discussing. It considering very much is. What? I think it was, was it Iceland that was they had a the memorial funeral, right? yeah, for the glacier and the fires in the Amazon, of course. Which is just a really terrible thing. Yeah, it's a tragedy. So what better time to talk about how we can be more sustainable and more eco-friendly for Mother Earth than yeah. now? So the first thing we're going to jump into is how you can change little things with your diet. Yeah. So without being the super preachy people that everyone hates, the <laughs> best things you can do for the environment is to go vegan or even just go vegetarian where you can. You don't have to go completely vegetarian, even just have like meatless meals yeah. like twice a week or something. It's really just making the change that is possible for you. And really, unless you really need those dietary requirements or is an issue with budget it's yeah. a really really simple thing to do yeah the i read an article in the guardian by damien carrington and he said that avoiding meat and dairy is the single biggest way for consumers to reduce their negative impact on the earth because livestock livestock produces 18 percent of calories and 37 percent of protein but it takes up 83 percent of farmland and it produces 60 percent of greenhouse gas emissions yeah, so if people were to stop consuming animal products, global farmland use could be reduced by about 75% and still feed the world, which is according to the same source. Yeah, which is pretty amazing when you think about it. And also, like, the land that's been deforested in the Amazon is... So about for, 80% of it is... Like cattle def- farming. Yeah, which, which is just is a fucked. really, really terrible thing. And most of the cattle farming, although I have to double-check on my sources, is going to the UK and the US. Oh, wow. Yeah. And obviously, we are one of the biggest contributors to this as well. Um, so mm. we'll definitely yeah. make an impact for people to kind of cut down their consumption as much as possible. Yeah. Well, another alternative to cutting down on your meat, if that's something that you really just can't do, is just to cut down on red meat because red meat is the most harmful um, meat for the environment. Like pork and poultry are considered more climate friendly and more efficient to feed them. Um, from the sustainable table, they said that it takes five times less feed to produce a kilogram of pork and poultry protein than a cow, sheep or goat. So that's just some some stats for that it one. It takes so much less to feed a soybean. <laughs> <laughs> I know, beside the <laughs> just, so, just putting that out there. That's so true. And it's so easy to swap in plant-based alternatives. So we've both been vegetarian for a few years now yeah. and just haven't looked back and are trying best to be vegan. I know, especially at least since everything came out about the Amazon, I've completely even just cut out dairy and everything because I know every little bit counts and I know I'm someone in a privileged place to be able to do so without having a major impact on my life. Yeah, exactly. And like you can just, you know, swap out your milk for plant-based milk or add some chickpeas or something to your meal instead of having an actual (laughs) mince or something. My diehard meat eating, red meat eating dad um, recently switched from dairy milk to almond milk. That's so good. So I've been drinking soy milk since about primary school now and it's something that I'm so used to and I've pretty much been pestering him to do the same since then 
and it's probably about this year he suddenly decided he may as well make the switch and he's always so proud of himself now when he orders and he goes out with his friends he recommends the same Um, I tried oat milk a couple weeks ago I love oat milk that's my favorite milk it's good right because it's like it doesn't make you feel as full and it's definitely better for the environment than soy milk but it's a bit creamier than that yeah it tastes good (laughs) Um, and there's so many new vegan food brands and restaurants opening up. It's becoming so much easier to eat plant-based nowadays. Yeah, exactly. And like, if you live in Australia, like we do, like all the restaurants, like grilled Nando's, Hungry Jacks. Yeah, Hungry Jacks. <laughs> Literally everything now. Everywhere has um, pretty decent vegetarian yeah. or vegan food options. So get on it. Get on the the food train. Yeah, <laughs> especially if you're going to be upset about the impacts on the environment. It's definitely. Yeah. If you're one of those people who posts about the Amazon and posts about glaciers melting and everything, it's always good to then also actually do something productive alongside that. Yeah, spreading awareness is amazing. Is, and is, yeah, and no one's saying you shouldn't do that, but it'd also be good to, yeah, as Ailish said. <laughs> <laughs> um, so our next point was following on from food, I guess they're kind of related, but comes under packaging. So talking about plastic packaging, like plastic bottles, um, food wrap. Yeah, definitely a big thing. I know you can now get like the beeswax wraps. Yeah, I've seen that. Even for vegans, there's um, vegetable wraps I've seen being sold. I'm not really sure how that works, but apparently it's a really good alternative and something we should probably start looking into ourselves. Yeah, or even the bulk buy food stores. Oh, I love going into those now. Same, they're so cool. And And then everyone like brings their jars and stuff. Yeah, it's so cool, especially, yeah. And I love looking at the photos of the um, people who have zero waste living in their pantries, like (laughs) perfect. Like they wouldn't look like that in real life, but they're so beautiful. Yeah, I aspire to do that one day but at the same time I know I'm too much of an impulse buyer to like bring my jars everywhere yeah (laughs) so like I'll probably end up buying new jars to buy new food because I started doing that I now have like three keep cups I started with one and then I went to get a coffee and I realized I've got my keep cup so I literally bought another one from Target I want to buy a keep cup but I like hardly ever have coffees and when I do I just dine in (laughs) I pretty much live off coffee so it's really not a choice at this point (laughs) but yeah that's that's an easy thing you can do just bring your own bottle um for water and bring your own keep cup Um, if you're going to get takeaways I think I started bringing around a metal straw and a little um box with cutlery in as well a few months ago and I use them so often you wouldn't realize how often you have to then say no to plastic straws and plastic cutlery well someone actually sent us a complaint at work um on Sunday because they requested no straw and someone gave them a straw with their drink um, because obviously on them, but you know, yeah. it's just an automatic response to put it of in, course. put it in. Yeah. And then they send us a feedback online. They're like, I really didn't want a straw. And I was like, sorry. That's actually me every time I go to like a bar and order like, hey, can I get a G&T with no straw? And they give me a straw and I end up crying about yeah. it in the bathroom. It's so much easier at a bar though when it's like someone else who takes out the food and someone else who takes exactly. the water. Exactly, but when like you're just doing lost it in translation. Yeah. But we produce um, 300 million tonnes of plastic annually and around 8 million tons of that ends up in our oceans so we should really do our bit to um, so much to cut down where we can that was from the plastic oceans website so an article from the abc told us that the most frequently found debris in the ocean includes plastic bottles cigarette butts bags straws light globes food packaging (laughs) and other things so each piece of plastic you've thrown away probably still exists and most of them would have ended up in the ocean yeah so that's a lot like you can do to cut down on that considering most of your plastic particles like they never break down and they'll just be floating around as micro particles you always see those articles written about how then when you're eating consuming fish and like water from the ocean that it's got plastic um i think it was on 
the ABC, I think it was just last week, the article that came out about how much microplastics you That's drink. exactly what I read, yeah. which is where I'm talking. Yeah. I was like, oh, I knew it was only recently that I saw that. But yeah, yeah. how terrifying is that? That's Especially so- someone who regularly swims in the ocean yeah, to think that I'm swimming. your body. And the amount of times you see plastic and bottles and things in the water, it's like, it's so not hard to just bring it with you as well. Yeah. Just simple things like that. Okay, so whilst it's always good to keep your body healthy on the inside when eating vegetarian, eating vegan and cutting down on meat, it's also good to look after the outside of your body as well. Um, so it's yeah, good to look great while making the planet... That does make sense. It's look, <laughs> You, you want to look, look great, great while making, making the, the planet, planet feel great. good. That sound, yeah. We promised we didn't rehearse that, as you can probably tell. <laughs> um, anyway, so our first one on this, that was our um, attempt at a segue, by the way. <laughs> um, so the first thing we're going to talk about is using a face halo or other off-brand versions of um, these. They're like a microfiber sort of little pad that you use to take makeup off your face. Yeah, basically just reusable um, makeup wipes that you can, according to Marie Claire, you can wash them over 200 times before you need to throw them away, which is pretty good for um, low waste. Yeah, I've been using the same one for about a year and a half now. My mum bought us each one. And yeah, we put it in the wash every few days and just rinse it off after using it. And you don't even need to use... um, Makeup remover. Oh, it's yeah, It's so yeah. great. It does water. it straight away. And it's really good for traveling because exactly. I just wash mine. Uh, like when we were away, like you just wash oh, yeah, them with exactly. shampoo that's when or we, soap yeah. and then just leave them out to dry and you can use them. Actually, that is when I bought mine yeah. for when we went to Europe together. Yeah, you can get um, three for $30 if it's the Face Halo brand. I know. I'm not yeah, sure about right. others. You can probably get cheaper ones, actually. We got this before Face Halo is a big thing. They're a little bit more pricey but because they've lasted so long the amount that i'd otherwise spend on face wipes and makeup remover yeah it is like far exceeds that um so another good thing looking at beauty is easily like cruelty free makeup yeah definitely and there's so many stores like lush the body shop and even like big brands like Too faced and urban decay that have cruelty free makeup which all happen to be some of my favorite brands because they're really good quality and not just good for the environment yeah like they (laughs) don't have to be super expensive for them to be cruelty free even the mecca maxima makeup range is completely cruelty free and vegan yeah and they've got a massive range they've got really good quality stuff as well that's cool so when it comes to stuff that you're putting on your face, obviously if you're putting on cruelty-free makeup, you want to be taking it off or doing like treating yourself with things like face masks that are good for your skin as well. So we'd recommend like natural face masks or ones that um, actually biodegrade. We've been using the ones from Lush together for about a few years now, buying yeah. them, and then they last about a week as well. Oh, oh no, two weeks, but we keep them for about three months yeah. because they don't seem to expire. Oh, and another good thing with Lush is when you have face masks, like pots, if you, you keep five of them, them and bring them back, you get a free one. Yeah. So um, do that. I've been using their shampoo because it has... Oh, one, one of their shampoos uses grains of salt in there, so instead of using things like microbeads, oh. which are really bad... Um, yeah. It uses grains of salt and it does the same work, except obviously just dissolves in the water. I think there's a lot of um, face washes that have micro beads in it, like the little squishy beads. If you don't know what yeah. they are, they kind of pop when you rub them on your face. They are very bad for the environment, especially the ocean. Um, I think most, and most it, at least a now. lot, are phasing them out. Yeah, I think they were banned in a few places yeah. as well. Um, another thing about makeup that kind of stays in the ocean is glitter. I know someone who regularly goes to festivals, I've started buying micro degradable glitter, which you can buy. I think I bought one from Mecca Um, because glitter is something that also unfortunately doesn't dissolve. And obviously small bits of plastic are easily eaten by animals and the ocean. Too easily. But you still want to 
go extra at festivals, so I can't really cut out the glitter. <laughs> gotta, gotta have the glam. You really do. <laughs> um, another thing we spoke about before recording this, but haven't actually tried, well, two things actually, yeah. were natural deodorants, and then we were talking about period products as well, because tampons obviously aren't the best for the environment. No, they're quite Considering terrible. you use so many of them, and yeah. they're made from cotton. been trying to, to use better brands them. like Tom's, they're yeah. really good with like because they're quite organic but at the same time you have to be so careful but you yeah. can't stop using them obviously exactly which so is we why things like diva, diva cups, cups um, which i've personally never used and i don't think you have no either, i've been a little scared it kind of terrifies me yeah. but i really like the concept of it and mm. how you just simply wash it and you can yeah. use the same one for years i think it'd be really great for away. things like traveling yeah i think and i've got a few friends who have used them and they've had no problems but just the concept of putting them in and out just sounds somewhat I challenging. It's just the whole like washing and the washing right? and like because if you bring them out in a public bathroom, yeah, and exactly. anywhere, like what the hell is that? <laughs> It'd be really weird. <laughs> washing it's my blood like, cup under the tap. Unless you're in like a disabled toilet, but I feel like there's yeah. complications with that too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. really know how. But that it's works. something we should definitely start looking into. I think because also, it is an easy sort of swap. Yeah, and things. another thing is natural deodorants because apparently the deodorants well most of the ones that we probably use are actually really bad for you really yeah there's like stuff in them and you're like putting the toxins in your skin and stuff Mm, although it was just a youtuber who said that so she might be talking out of her butt that is very true but at the same time i mean it's still got a lot of chemicals in it's still plastic packaging but i'm pretty sure when you start using a natural deodorant your body like detoxes to adjust to it first so you smell really bad before you start smelling like okay that's why i that's what i have heard they don't work in the same sort of way so it takes an adjustment period but Sometimes you can't. The same with like shampoo. Like if you start shampooing your hair, oh, that's so true. Your hair gets so greasy before it starts getting greasy. I can say that from experience. Yeah, because a girl I follow on Instagram who's like vegan and holistic living and stuff, she doesn't wash her hair. Um, really yeah she like she washes it with salt and she like in the ocean and like yeah. she rinses it with water but she doesn't use shampoo and at first her hair got really greasy getting used to it yeah, and now her hair doesn't get greasy at all wow i really need to try that That's yeah so but good. i don't think i could commit to leaving my hair greasy for no, that i long. normally last about three days before washing my hair and that's like a, a real maximum <laughs> yeah but definitely something to start considering. Um, and speaking of shampoo, there's they now sell like the shampoo bars at Lush. Oh yeah. And I've heard really good things about them. So I've only tried the ones that come in their plastic containers, which I then reuse. But it'd be so much more efficient to just buy the yeah, shampoo bars. Yeah, my friend Uni uses a shampoo bar and she really likes it. Yeah, apparently they're just as good as using normal shampoo, which again mm. for traveling is a really good idea. Because you can just keep them in a little soap box. Yeah, that's true. Um, I know Lush has also started not... In every store, I think it might be on Eastern States of Australia or it might just be online at the moment, but they've started a makeup, their own makeup brand that is completely package free. Oh, that's So cool. they sell like lipsticks and blushes, eyeliners and everything. And it's like you can buy holders for them, like little metal containers. But other than that, it's all completely plastic free and you just go back and then obviously like you like refill it. Oh, yeah. okay. So it's like once you've used up the little lipstick stick. So I was it's like struggling the lipstick. so hard to visualize yeah. that just there. It's like buying the lipstick without getting the packaging. So you just buy it as that stick. Stick, I guess. And that, that, I've seen so a like few photos around on like their Instagram. They, they, hold a, they have a piece of wax at the bottom. And then they, you can buy metal oh. containers that you then reuse. Okay, okay, I get that. Which is, it took me a while to wrap my head around that concept. That was so But I've seen so much <laughs> more about it now. It looks really cool. Um, unfortunately, they don't sell it in the shops near us, though. But I'm hoping oh. that starts soon. Hopefully. Because how cool would that be? I'll just get some shipped over somehow. Yeah, we'll manage. <laughs> <laughs> Although that'll just be packaging in itself, which kind of defeats the purpose. 
Yeah, I wonder if normally when you buy things from Lush, they're packaged just in the cardboard. I wonder if you do it from online. Because sometimes when you online shop with things, the packaging that they give you is like ridiculous. It's like there's so much plastic and stuff crapped in there. So you really don't need it. Um, I so I work in retail and I have for a few years. And the amount of shipping that we get in, it's about maybe three days a week we get deliveries of clothes and accessories. And the amount of times we get entire one meter long boxes that are filled with plastic and just one handbag. (laughs) It happens so often. Sometimes we take photos and send them back to head office. Um, We recently had a survey sent out to all the staff. So I full on berated my company, (laughs) which I absolutely love. But as someone who is very much at the moment against fast fashion, to then have to work in it and then also yeah. see how terrible it is behind the scenes, which is so much worse than you'd think. Every single item will come individually wrapped and it definitely makes you think about your shopping habits and trying to adjust that. Yeah, definitely. Because it's more than you think. There's so much you can do um, to change your shopping habits. I came across kind of like a pyramid um, of sustainability when it comes to clothing. I saw it on Instagram actually and like the best kind of the best things to do is first to use what you have and then borrow from a friend or family or something swap clothes with people you know and then thrift clothing because you think thrifting like thrifting is good for the environment and everything but then in like the pyramid there's three things below it that you would really don't think of which is so much better in when you actually do think about it right yeah and it's like that's so true because we already own so much crap also, and, like, your sisters or your friends own a lot of crap as well. They do, exactly. And if you're the same size, like, you may as well swap or and borrow. it's literally no different than thrift shopping because it's still a second-hand clothing item. Yeah. But then at the same time, you also know where it's been, which can, is that slight bit more reassurance. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then after thrifting, it was make your stuff and then finally buy your stuff, which is the least recommended. Yeah. Unless you're trying to buy from, like, sustainable brands and stuff. Yeah. But sustainable clothing brands can be very expensive, very very expensive um which kind of deters people from actually going and shopping there but i mean if you want to save up your money and then buy something kind of nice from a sustainable brand and generally you'd be buying staple items it's like how you shop not only where you shop i think yeah and buying pieces that you know are going to last a long time and things that you actually are going to use more than once but I also can't justify spending two hundred dollars oh, on like a no, pair of jeans. I also don't have two hundred dollars. <laughs> so I would just look yeah. in the salvos um, until I find something one day. Yeah. And I definitely understand why make is so high up on that because you're still yeah. getting the material, you still need a sewing machine and it still ends up being possibly a lot of wastage. Yeah, definitely. Um, involved in that. Although I have heard from a few friends about thrift shopping and difficulties involved in that, um, with their size, especially yeah. a few girls. I've spoken to who are plus size find it really difficult to find clothes in thrift stores that actually do fit them. And then I've got a lot of friends who are a lot smaller and also find yeah, it difficult. I think thrifting is just hidden. You yes. really have to try hard. But then it feels so much more worth it when you find something. Yeah. Although the um the Salvos near me actually has a whole plus size section. Yeah, same here. Which is cool. But like it probably doesn't have that much nice stuff. But no. also sometimes the Salvos just has crap clothes, so you just have to dig through it. Really and then you really just have to try it cool. for a long time. Yeah. But they always have a lot of books, which is nice. Oh my god, I buy so many books from there. <laughs> But it's probably not good because then I'm buying things I don't need when I have books yeah. on the bookshelf and that I haven't read. <laughs> donating them, which exactly, is Exactly, yeah. But, you know, we live and learn. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I read an article by the ABC and it said that Australians buy on average 27 kilos of clothing and textiles per year, which is twice the global textile average of 13 kilos. Oh my gosh. So that's like a 
freaking huge amount of clothes and materials that we are buying, especially when it's double the global average. That is so necessary. Exactly. Especially given our population size compared to yeah other countries how does that even work that's it's like why are we buying so much stuff like we just buy stuff that we don't need no for no reason and And then then it gives us a little rush and we're like oh let's do it again yeah we were talking about that just earlier about how happy it makes you when you buy that one thing yeah but then once you've worn it you are too either too self-conscious to wear it again or you've already got photos in it which is just the dumbest thing ever when you really think about it yeah because you own a washing machine for a reason oh yeah actually three out of ten australians have thrown away their clothing after wearing it only once that was from our um yougov australian survey and 38% of millennials have purchased at least half the clothes they own in the past year. That was in 2017. So 41% of us, if you're a millennial, have thrown away um, unwanted clothing actually in the bin. Oh, my gosh. And tw- yeah, 24% at least of them threw donate. away clothes because they were bored of wearing them. Yeah, see, I get the bored of wearing it because that's how I used to be. But nowadays I can't afford that and I realize the ramifications of that. Yeah. But it's so sad to think that that happens on such a regular basis around yeah. our country. It is sad. I mean, 1.7 million Australians buy at least one pair of jeans a month. That's crazy to think about. And jeans can be really expensive. And it's so hard to find a pair of jeans that actually are perfect for you as well. I know I struggle so much. I'm a lot taller than the average person, though. That's why most people just buy jeans from stores like general pants and all that stuff exactly. where it's still kind of like fast fashion yeah. because jeans are something that's actually really hard to find See, there's in something, op shops yeah. I never find jeans I've never found yet. jeans um, and normally when I do buy jeans yes yeah, so I've only ever bought them new but I've bought them and then I've worn them for years at a time because yeah. I know how hard it is to find another pair yeah I think if you're going to buy something from a fast fashion brand if you're definitely going to wear it down to you the have bone to dedicate yourself yeah, yeah then it's kind of like worth your wastage I yeah, guess because then it's no longer fast fashion in your terms yeah because there is different ways to go about that but obviously if you are using it as according to those statistics that we're relating earlier about yeah. wearing them once and then throwing them away it's definitely actually sad. does paint to fast fashion and at least like donate your clothes instead of throwing it away because obviously there's so many people that would need them and then just having them in landfills is not yeah. going to help anybody particularly Although, not the environment i interviewed a lady um from vinnie's um for an assignment and she said that so much stuff um actually that gets donated gets um thrown away i have a quote from her here and she said in the 2017-18 financial year vinnie's received 303 tons of usable clothing it cost them seventy thousand dollars in tipping fees um disposing of items that they couldn't sell in their shops or give to people yeah i'm not surprised that people would give just really shit things that obviously you won't be able to that would yeah. be wearable again, but at the same time, that's so much more than I would have expected. Yeah, I, I know. When I heard that, I was like, that's crazy. Because even, like, nice stuff, that you, like, stuff you think is nice, you're giving away. Like, if it's kind of, like, a low-quality fashion item, like, people aren't going to buy it. No, and that does make sense, I guess. But at yeah. the same time, that's still really terrible. You think going to op shops, everything there is everything that's been donated. Yeah. I always think when I donate something and then I'm going to an op shop, yeah, I'm going to find gonna one of my things. I have done that before. Have you I found actually? It, yeah, I love store. that. But only around 15% of donated clothing is actually sold again locally in op shops. That's from the APC. The ABC. The AP, I love the APC. <laughs> That's from the ABC. Um, the rest is used as industrial rags sent to landfill and around half is sent to developing nations. Um, but the fact that like 
a lot of it ends up in landfill kind of makes you like sad when you think about it because you're like oh i'm donating my clothes to counteract fast fashion and save the environment and you're like oh it's contributing to it still i've since i've been young we've had a family friend who was a few years younger than me and i've been donating my clothes to her for about eight years now I think but she's finally caught up to me in size (laughs) and now I'm trying to figure out someone else to give my clothes to because yeah obviously yeah donating is good and if they're good quality pieces normally I will um and it's also obviously a common thing to try to sell old clothing that you no longer want and that's something I've tried to do but I'm Turns out I'm very terrible at it. I <laughs> mustn't be a very good salesperson. That's at me. least on I tried to use yeah. Depop and I was just like I've massively nah. failed. <laughs> I sold two pairs of shoes. My sister's I, really uh, good at it. Like she, she buys so me? much stuff on Depop. And two, she sells yeah. stuff too. And I'm just like, what? I've definitely bought a few things. But I mean if you can, like, may as well. Oh, I definitely. It's better than sending it to an op shop. Exactly. Someone else yeah. is actually gonna buy it. And especially because then at least if you can kind of make up a bit of the money that you lost. Yeah. It's always nice. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but yeah, whilst all of these changes don't really seem like massive things, like swapping out red meat for white meat or going to an op shop one day instead of shopping online, I think when so many people actually contribute to this, it really does have a massive impact. Yeah. Like when you think of the population of the world, like what, like 7.6, 7, 7 something there, billion. Yeah. <laughs> If everyone makes tiny changes, like, it's guaranteed to make a difference. Like, sure, it's not going to make the same difference as if, like, Australia stops making waste. I think it's – I learned this today, actually. Sweden has, like, only – I think it's 1% of their waste goes to landfill. You're kidding. And then Australia's is, like, something like 40. I'm not 100% on the statistics. Someone said it in a uni presentation today. And I was like, holy crap. Like, if all of us put – like a little bit more just a tiny bit of effort into yeah. our our waste management like it would make so much difference and that comes into play with every single choice you make like exactly. whether it's travel like how you get to work catching the bus even though I freaking hate catching the bus so I'm probably not going to do that but still <laughs> like not using plastic <laughs> straws like all those kind of things yeah. add up so I hate like I I know there is obviously yeah like the argument we're saying before about it's major corporations doing the basis of these in Terrible, terrible environmental yeah. impacts. At the same time, it is still partly our job. We are still this. This is still our earth to yeah. live on. So we may as well at least try our best to make a difference because there's obviously going to be a generations ahead of us who are going to inherit <laughs> no, these aren't. problems. It, there isn't going to be unless we start making a change. And I think that people the are like, so it's going to warm by two degrees. We're all going to fucking die. Every time I hear someone like, oh yeah, you're going to have kids in the future. I'm like, bold of you to assume there's going to be a future. I know. But okay. <laughs> There is no planet B. <laughs> I still wear my jumper that says there is no planet B, even though I'm fully aware of the fact that I bought it as a fast fashion item. And I hate myself for it every day. And we're but like, it's, yes, it's cute. Yeah, except it, it really defeats purpose. But in my defense, I've had it for, what, two years now, and I wear it, like, almost every day. That's, I think that counts, right? That's all that matters. Exactly, even though it's, yeah, just somewhat hypocritical. Don't mind that. <laughs> just do what we say, not what we do. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we hope some of these tips were a little bit helpful in making you guys be able to make some more sustainable choices. Hopefully the Amazon fires get put out and more glaciers don't melt and the earth's temperature doesn't rise too much and we don't all fucking die soon. Anyway, fingers crossed, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Who fucking knows? Um, I'm Ailish. And I'm Danny. Thanks for tuning in to On The Record. We'll see you again next time. Thanks, guys. See ya. I have a really depressing <laughs> <I know. laughs>